0: hear this shouting and yelling outside, I go outside and she's got into this fight with this truck driver, (laughs) who's wolf whistled at her, big mistake.
1: Refreshingly honest, bold and brutally frank, this is Bareface Stories. Our story this week, it gets us out of the house and on the road across the Nullarbor Plain. The Nullarbor is four days of driving at least, three time zones. It's the longest stretch of dead straight road anywhere in the world. So you want to make sure you do it with someone you like. First though, a story from Old Young's head distiller and award-winning maker of handcrafted spirits, James Young. How potent does the gin have to be to be Navy strength? 57%.
0: This goes back to the 1700s or the late 1600s and uh, the sailors drank uh, rum and the officers drank gin. The sailors were always in perpetual uh, terror that the um, officers would water down their rum. Mm -hmm. They developed this ingenious slash insane test. They would get gunpowder and they would
1: soak it in the alcohol and then they would try and light it and if the gunpowder exploded they knew they had a good strength spirit. Drunk That's the boat. magical number that alcohol will still explode um, gunpowder. Interesting stories, intoxicating spirits. You can find Old Young's Distillery in the Swan Valley in Perth, where they make handcrafted gin and vodka. They've also won a bunch of awards. Check them out online at oldyoungs.com.au. And now here's Nadine Brown.
0: So I was living in Melbourne and things weren't really going very well for me at this time in my life. I was very depressed and um, I'd lost my job and I didn't have any money. I was living off my credit card and I decided to move back to Perth and I'd, I'd never really got on very well with my family and my mum, was, they were all born again Christians but I had in my mind this um, glimmer of hope that I would come back to Perth for Christmas Day lunch and with all the relatives, it would be like this sort of healing experience. Like uh, it would help me overcome the past or bury it or face it or something. And when I was packing, my my childhood friend, Rachel, she called me and we'd grown up together in this sort of born-again Christian environment. I hadn't talked to her for a really long time. And she wanted to come and visit me in Melbourne. And I was like, oh, I'm, I'm moving back. And she said, oh, well, I'll come. And we'll do the drive back together and it'll be like a road trip. It'll be fun, you know. And uh, I picked her up from the airport and straight away I could tell that things were not rosy with her. (laughs) She was um, highly agitated and looked really rough. And on the car, on the way from the airport, she looked in the rearview mirror and she says, I think I've still got a demon inside me. Sometimes I can see it in the mirror. And I'm like, oh, okay, <laughs> i got problems too, you know. <laughs> and anyway, we're not, she's not in Melbourne for like four hours and she just completely vanishes, disappears, and I, I, she's not answering her phone. And we're meant to leave the next day to make it back in time for Christmas Day. And I find her, like the day after, we're meant to leave on this couch in Brunswick, and she spent her last two hundred dollars on this lime green leather jacket. And I'm like, "We gotta go! I-, I gotta make it back to Perth for freaking Christmas lunch." And she's like, "I'm not going back to that shit hole. They're all trying to control my mind. And I'm like, oh, okay, I-, I just want to leave, but..." I feel this sense of loyalty, you know, it was 20 years of friendship and um, she doesn't know anyone in Melbourne, she's got no money, she's not in a good place. So I, I finally sort of convinced her to get in the car and uh, and straight away I realise we need cigarettes because she is like a steam train, chain smoking and she's so wound up. Even the smallest things, is like I say... Oh, did you see what that sign says? She's like, oh, the fuck should th- I know? I'm like, like, oh, God. If uh, she's like this on cigarettes, I do not want to see what she's like without them. And... I'm trying to keep my own mental state in check because like two days into the driving I I find myself I'm like this ball of rage and tears are welling up in my eyes and the resentment is building I'm driving as fast as the car will go and I'm looking at her and like I don't believe in demons at this time in my life but looking at her I think she's Possessed by something, <laughs> and um, and, and I kind of, and I think, you know, I'm so angry that this is the reason that I left Perth in the first place, to get away from this paranoid freaking demon exorcism. And here it is, in, sitting in the car next to me, and I'm feeding it cigarettes. <laughs> and we get to Nullarbor Roadhouse, and uh, I'm inside. And I hear this shouting and yelling outside. I go outside and she's got into this fight with this truck driver (laughs) who's wolf whistled at her. Big mistake. (laughs) And she's like about to smash him in the face and... I, I go to pull her off, and I, I have this moment where I, I like see her for the first time. You know, I've been so distracted with the move and um, and my own mental problems, and and I see her, and she's just like this. Uh, there's 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 sort of. Track marks and holes and scars on her arms. and She's rake thin, and her face is all sucked in, and she, her eyes are crazy. And I, I think something has, has sort of taken over her body. I just have this realization, and um, I found out later all this paranoid, you know, stuff about me and her mum and uh, this conspiracy. Uh, her mum back in Perth had actually been trying to get her into rehab because she was addicted to meth <laughs> Not funny, but at the time, I didn't know this. and All I knew that was we, we needed cigarettes and I had to make it back to Perth for Christmas frickin' lunch and it was uh, Christmas morning, I realised... Uh, we were like an hour west of Kalgoorlie when I realised I had forgotten to buy the extra packet of cigarettes because it was Christmas Day. Nothing was open <laughs> and I uh, slowed down coming into Southern Cross just praying that some shop would be selling cigarettes and She jumps out of the car while I'm still driving. She runs and she's banging on on all these windows and doors and she runs through the abandoned caravan park. The whole place is just boarded up because everyone's gone somewhere better than Southern Cross for for Christmas. (laughs) And I I don't know how I'm ever going to get her back in the car and uh, I, I sit on the side of the road and I'm just totally worn down and just an emotional wreck after these four days with her in, in the car. I'm sitting there and I think this is exactly what I didn't want, you know, this, this uh, I, I can't deal with this, I never should have crossed the border, I, I just wanted to turn the car around and drive back to Melbourne uh, and as I was sitting there this, this car pulls up next to me <laughs> on the highway and this woman calls out and she says, are you are you all right? And I, I look at her and I say, you haven't got any cigarettes, have you? And she goes, I've got a whole carton in the boot. And she gives me a packet of cigarettes and I hold up this packet of Winnie Blues and that... comes running and I get her in the car and I floor it all the way to Perth and as I'm coming over Greenmount Hill, the sun is setting on Christmas Day, Uh, I've missed Christmas lunch but I see Midland and it's like the promised land. I've never been so happy to see Midland in my entire life and I drop her off at her mother's And just this feeling of relief and joy comes over me and I feel like a survivor. I think, if I can survive four days in a car with a chain-smoking demon, I can survive anything. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks.
1: Nadine Brown. Next week on Barefaced, what it's like to have bipolar disorder and completely lose yourself.
0: Um, I've always been able to talk down angry people or, or sort of comfort uh, a sad or upset person. To lose that completely, to have that side of you, that social bearing, that compass in your mind just go. And then slowly piece it back together, it really felt like a muscle had snapped and I was learning to walk again.
1: In the meantime, if you want to catch more great stories, you can head to bareface.com.au to find out where our next live show is. Or if you fancy trying to come up with stories yourself, you can get your hands on our Think Back Stack. It's a playful pack of 52 awesome memory prompts to get your story synapses firing. The music heard on our podcast is done by Odette Mercy and her soul, Atomics. Producers are Amber Cunningham and Katie McAllister. A big thanks to our sponsors, Old Youngs. My name's Andrea Gibbs. Catch you next week.